In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've hit the mid-feast of Pentecost as of this morning, which is the middle point between Pascha and Pentecost. And throughout the past Sundays, and especially underlined in this particular piece that we had to say, is the prominence of water and of baptism, especially because as we were praying throughout Lent, and as the genesis of Lent historically was uh, all centered around the formation of catechumens, those who were seeking entry into the church, such that then the Paschal Tide, all of the time after Pascha, uh, is a time of mystagogy, which is the enlightenment of those who have just been received into the church. In the ancient church, they did not uh, teach everything up front. Nowadays, you can go on YouTube or Wikipedia or Google yourself to your heart's content to try and find out all the finer points of Orthodox teachings, dogmas, traditions, etc., etc. That was just not so in the first few centuries. In fact, the Our Father was not taught until basically you were baptized. That was when he was actually revealed to you, the Our Father. Because that was, as we say in the liturgy, that there's a boldness that we have because we are entering into a specific relationship that was not ours to have before with the Father. That with boldness we cry out to the Father. This time of reflecting on the theme of water, which runs through all of Scripture, uh, water running through all of Scripture, you have from, of course, Genesis and Eden, you have uh, in uh, the crossing of the Exodus of the children of Israel going through the water, you have even then Prophet Ezekiel in his vision of the restored temple, you have living water that is flowing from the temple. This is throughout the Gospel of John and throughout the season because at its heart there is in the season for us renewal, that we have living waters within us because of our relationship with God the Father and Jesus Christ. Father Alexander Schneemann, in his book on baptism of water and spirit, talks about at the beginning of that book about the need for a Christian philosophy of baptism. And what he means is a development of what it means for us to have a baptized imagination, a baptized heart, a way in which we engage with the world via baptism. So it is especially poignant that we had a baptism this last Sunday morning, and so the prayers for those who hear uh, reverberate, and it is in baptism you get the cosmic struggle laid out for you. Because you are having in the baptism of someone the entire purpose of God's creation and then sojourn, travail, work, teaching, rejection, all of it is coming to fruition in the entrance of this particular one into the church, into the body of Christ. So a Christian philosophy developed out of that would be to be able to discern 
what are the things, right, at the very beginning of baptism, we have where you are denouncing and then adhering yourself. What are those things that we need to denounce? Where are Satan and all his works and all his pomp, all of his, there's various translations of this. Where are those things that are still keeping its layer deep, you know, dwelling that layer deep within our hearts that we need to turn and spit upon him? And where are those places that Christ's love, Christ's presence, his healing, cleansing, death, renews us as we spit in the face of Satan and then turn and unite ourselves to him. This is not the once and for all. This is the daily, the consistent. This is the remembering of our Lord's questions in paralytic. Do you wish, do you want to be made well? So as we continue throughout this time, let us continually return to the life-giving water, to the teachings of our Lord, to his presence, to the life-giving body and blood and the water that flowed from his side. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. Jesus. This week